0: And welcome to another episode of the Freethinkers Podcast, a show that believes in free speech, original thought, and desire for truth. We've missed y'all. It's been a minute, and we are happy to be back. And I'm joined by Meme Joe Green and guest on the show, C.O. Jones. How are y'all doing?
1: We are doing good. We are live in a remote location um hate to say it we're in hunter biden's hotel room (laughs) undisclosed location in the ukraine and i'm here with my good buddy Co jones and um got a little few things going on in this hotel room that probably would get us banned from youtube (laughs) but i think we've already been banned from youtube so
0: we have we've officially been banned from youtube for telling the truth but Co, how are you tonight
2: I'm good. I'm just I'm really trying to figure out if the fine grain stuff with the really fine grain stuff with the crisply stuff, <laughs> how you mix that together proportionately.
1: That's two point six grams, not two point seven.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's a hundred. That, that definitely that's that's the Hunter Biden special right there. But you know what? If you have any association with the Biden family, the FBI will bury whatever you're doing in that hotel room. So
1: uh, let's see. It's completely fine if this is the good stuff. Oh yeah. That's high quality sugar. And
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. From yeah. The hotel
1: coffee lounge.
0: Oh man. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've been on this thing and um, we've missed a lot. So we just, I we just got to reconnect and kind of like get back to what, exactly what we're just going to cover just a little bit, kind of a couple quick topics on a lot of some of the big stuff that we've missed over the, uh, over the few weeks that we've been, we've been out, but I've got to start with probably the biggest thing that's happened to me since then is I got a robot vacuum cleaner. Do you have a robot vacuum cleaner? meme Joe,
1: no, we, we should have like a robot lawnmower. That would be helpful. Then we wouldn't have to hire employees. We could
0: just program. Exactly. But that thing is like, I run that thing every day. I've got, you know, the two dogs that are probably going to make noise. And that sucker is just amazing. It just, it runs. It's, I've spent more time watching that stupid thing go around, but I got the one that like backs up and empties itself and can go back again. That thing is amazing. So you got to get one. If you don't have one, that thing is great. And the second thing that I got is a subscription to Blinklist. You ever heard of Blinklist? It's like it, it condenses books. You can, it basically takes books and takes them to like 30 or 18, 15 to 18 minutes. So you can basically listen to a book. You can read it or you can listen to it. That's a good thing because I know we were talking about, you know, going through and and trying to to do a lot of things to help, you know, improve the knowledge and what, what you have. But that's it. Those are two great things you should do. Get a robot vacuum cleaner and do Blink List. But anyway, that, we can. That, what's that, that? That sounded like, um, is that like where Ben Shapiro reads a book? Do you, in, in his normal voice? Yes, that's that's Ben Shapiro's speed um, for Moby Dick. He can do that in about 15 to 18 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <right.
2: That's> <laughs> is, is the vacuum made in China and does it have a camera?
0: It does not have a camera. It has LiDAR. It has, it has LiDAR. So I'm not sure if Napoleon Dynamite was part of that, but it does have LiDAR. But it's cool. It makes it like a map of your house. You can tell it to clean what room. That sucker's great. I had I I I may have bought four vacuums in one week and sent one back, but um I got one and took it to Georgia. So it's just great, you can hit a button and vacuum your whole house. Greatest thing ever, especially with animals because the, the amount that thing picks up is amazing. So anyway, we didn't come back. We're we're not sponsored by anybody. Again, we don't monetize this bad boy, but that's my news. What happened big with you?
1: Well, we are um, out in the south area of Florida, central area of Florida. We're kind of in the north side of Florida right now doing a different project. And that's why we are in a hotel room because we're working out of town and um, it's really hot. We're working outside and it is hot, hot, hot. We've been up here for the last six weeks now, I think, and um, it's brutal. So, um, but, you know, work is work and we're happy to have it. And so that's why we have been out of the out of the scene a little bit and really kind of out of the news just a little bit, Um, even including being here. The temptation is to walk into the room, instantly turn on Fox News or something like that, have that going on as background noise. And um, CEO over here told me one time we were sitting in here and it was just negative, 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 nonstop stuff. And he goes, are you sick and tired of this? Are you, are you sick and tired of this? Always the same stuff over and over and over again. So, uh, we got tired of putting negative stuff in our mind. So, uh, we just turn on movies and stuff like that instead. So, but so I'm a little bit out of touch with what's going on in the news. Um, CEO, are you in touch with what's going on in the news lately? Not really.
2: Um, you know, I do have uh, my wife and that that's on some social media sites. So, um I hear a lot of uh, noise, but I'm not real up to speed on the everyday happenings.
1: It's it's actually really good and refreshing to clear your brain of it. I can tell you that. But I do pick up on some stuff because when we're working outside, I'll sometimes have a podcast going or something like that in my head. So generally knowledgeable about what's been going on, but it's been a nice vacation from from all the nonsense. It's kind of like a soap opera. It never ends. You never get... the end of the cliffhanger
0: yeah no you you know it's it's interesting when when you talk about that with the with the news and you know the media i know there was and i do that i i i'll go on gab every once in a while and just kind of scroll through the timeline and that that gives you a general idea of what's happening but you know even with even with like fox news that used to be a, a trusted source that we would we would go to but evidently they're banning you know Trump and that kind of thing but one of the things that I did since we were gone is I went out to to Portland Oregon uh, not I I had a job out there and I had to go go out there and it was interesting cuz you've you've seen and heard what the the news and media how they portray Portland right like it's this crazy right area that's you know you wouldn't like a like a white conservative would never want to go in <clears throat> downtown Portland was incredible. I mean, they had some of the greatest little brew pubs and I walked all around. I mean, there wasn't any, I wasn't nervous or anything like that. I mean, it was, it was great. And they had homeless like crazy, but it wasn't like Austin, Texas, where you have all the homeless in the city limits. I think they told the homeless, you can go live in people's front yards and whatever else like that outside of the city. But what, what I mean, Oregon's just such a great place. It's just, it's a it's a shame it's taken over by, you know, all the all the liberals and 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 that kind of thing. But um I actually I went there in June, so it was, you know, Pride month. So you have to deal with that. It's probably like that every month out there. But um <clears throat> it was I was I was surprised. I really was because when I first flew in there, I stayed outside the city, but I didn't do that for any other reason than that it was close to where the contact that I was meeting to go to some of these farms were. But then the next night, we had a change of plans and and a couple of things happened. So I ended up going downtown. And so I stayed down there. It was, it was great. And it's just, it's interesting how the media portrays that, you know, you guys talking about not wanting to watch the news and 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 see what's on there or anything like that. There's so much propaganda. I mean, you've seen, you, saw, we, you know, we saw clips of people using a normal convenience store in Ukraine, which is something we'll get to in a minute. And they have like bulletproof vests and all this other stuff on. And everybody else is like, is using the store like normal, but they're like framing the shot to make it look like something that it's not. And, you know, you've seen like, even in the hurricanes.
1: Yeah, I would that. Yeah.
0: Where the, the canoes paddling down the street, and the reporters walking by. I mean, it's just, it's literally, it's clickbait. It's visual clickbait is what it is. And so, like you said, like CEO said, it's the same stuff all the time that is just, it, it runs rampant. I I don't, I can't tell you the last time I turned on any news station because it's, it's, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's all bought and paid for by big pharma. And, you know, at this point, big, big military. Why is Boeing... Why is Lockheed Martin, why are all these people running ads on Fox News? The reason yeah, they're running ads on yeah, Fox you News.
1: Fox News used to be the place where we could at least escape some of the nonsense. But every day we watch it, especially in the morning. The morning ones are the worst because they're just always, oh, can you believe what they've done now? You know, oh, the outrage. And they just, they just stoke those flames of, you know, division nonstop. They're, they're, as, Guilty, as uh, MSNBC and CNN and all the rest of them are.
0: Yeah, it's I, when the last. I think the last time I watched that was um when I was out in fe- pheasant hunting out in October, and I watched just two or three minutes, and I just left. I left. The, I left the room, went, sat outside, and looked at the mountains and stuff. And I'm like, I don't. I don't want to fill myself with with whatever they're. You know, I'm not buying what they're selling because. I don't know what conglomerate bought them, but I mean, MSNBC, one of the things that I've seen kind of the, the, the cat fight lately is between, you know, Andrew Torba, the guy running for governor of Pennsylvania, who's on Gab, who bought ads on Gab and MSNBC is having a complete meltdown. I mean, Rachel Maddow had a whole segment anti Gab, anti Andrew Torba the same uh thing happened with chris hayes on there and i think that they're they're freaked out because they see the success that gab's had they see the success that torber and that small group of people have had and now so many candidates for this for these midterms are engaging with the users of gab it's i think it's pretty interesting how this whole how this whole thing's going so it's it's going to be i mean w- when you have a a, a I think we probably have more viewers on this podcast than MSNBC does, but I th- I think it's going to be an interesting deal to 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 see what happens with with the mainstream because so many people are moving over to watching alternative news and and I hope they I hope more people move over but you but you still have that you still have that disconnect between the Q people and just people that want an alternative source. Cause I mean, there's a, there's a guy in the neighborhood here. who's always doing math. He's always doing all this Q stuff. It's going to happen on Tuesday at this number. And I'm like, I, I really, I sincerely hope people don't believe that stuff. I mean, you, you, you've got who that's just out, out in left field. And again, what was it? The 140 something thousand indictments that were supposed to happen. That still haven't happened. You got the Durham thing that still hasn't happened you've got all this other stuff that they're, that they're sitting banking on. And it's like, if you, if you don't believe that's a CIA psyop, sci, I got a bridge to sell you, man. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. So I think really what it is is we always say on this podcast is to do your own research, like legitimate research, you know, vet and verify different sources and, you know, understand and educate yourself on what's going on and, and and really go back to the source and the root of why certain things are happening so hopefully we can we can get more people back to that point but i i think you see a a, a turning in a sense of you know people opening their eyes to what's going on and hopefully they're going to vote a little bit different
2: well, there's there's two things about that whole situation that that i find interesting and one of them is that the world itself, the whole world in its entirety is searching and whoever is giving them some type of information that they can, you know, latch on to and find some kind of hope. You know, it's, it's really good right now if you're a Christian to get out there and promote the Lord because people are searching for something and watching the government fail miserably watching the mainstream media, just lose all, uh, you know, respect or it's not the word I'm looking for, but credibility. Credibility, Yeah. yeah. You know, people are really, really searching. Um, You know, so all the Christians out there, you know, don't be shy, be bold um, because people are looking and they're searching hard. And the thing with um, uh, the government, like trying to really control this message, you've, you've got one side, of the government that plays by win or or die at any cost, lie, cheat, steal, uh, tell you that the, the economy is doing wonderfully when reality in your face, in your pocket, in your wallet, you know it's not. And on the other side of the government, you've got people that play by a moral standard, if you will, that won't cross certain lines. And so the Republican Party, if you'll if you want to call it that, conservatives, whatever, they'll run to a point and then they stop because there's a line there that they don't want to cross. And the Democrat Party or the left, they'll walk right across it and don't even think about it.
1: And that's and that's what you'll see too, if in the midterms, you know, you see the Republicans take over. Let's say they take over the House and the Senate. Um you know, they just feign outrage. They 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 might do some investigation or uh, what would you call it, a uh, committee hearings and that type of stuff. But then nothing ever happens. Like they don't play offense; they typically like to play defense. Yeah. And so it's just going to be a bunch of feigned outrage, a bunch of blustering talk, and that type of stuff. And then they do nothing because people like Lindsey Graham and all the rest of them, and and I'll now I'll lump Ted Cruz into that as well. I believe Ted Cruz is the same way. They are all establishment type people. It's just very, very few people that aren't uh, these politicians that aren't an establishment. And, but they never go to the links. That's what C.O. was talking about. They never go to the links and the depths of these investigations and getting to the bottom of it. Do you honestly think that Hunter Biden's ever going to get... Okay, let's say Hunter Biden does get in a little bit of trouble. Do you think Joe Biden's going to ever get in any trouble? Heck no. They could have perfect smoking gun evidence and he'd never get in trouble. That's why Hillary Clinton is never going to get in trouble. That's why any of the FBI officials are never going to get in any trouble. You can investigate them all you want. And they're going to sit right there. They're going to sit right there and be smug and arrogant right in front of the senators and congressmen because they know they're untouchable.
0: No, I mean, you're both of you hundred percent. Right. And I think going back to what CEO was talking about, I, I, I truly believe people are searching for a political solution to a spiritual problem. And there's, it's, I think the more that, you know, the time we've taken off, you, you truly see and understand that. I mean, I was, you know, there was the, you know, the verse of the day that came up today. That was, that was great. And I, you know, I posted, you know, on Gab, Gab about it. But it's from you know John sixteen thirty three. It said, "I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world." The thing is, is I, I put walk tall because we we win. You know, if, if you're if you're a Christian, if you're in Christ, if you understand the victory that we have, we're gonna have trouble. We're gonna have uh, persecution. I mean, you look at in Hebrews eleven, what you know the, the hall of faith. It talks about all the people. It talks about individual people that you know escaped certain situations but it talked about I mean it named them my name but it talked about all the others that weren't because they were burned at the stake they were beheaded they were this that and the other but they gained their glory because they you know they were Christians and they followed through with what they did but there were so many that that happened to that their names weren't written in that in there because there were so few that were actually spared <clears throat> in that situation but I think, I mean, what we're seeing now, what we're experiencing now is evil on a level that we've never even seen. When you talk about, you know, the pedophilia that's running rampant and that this cabal, and and again, I'll say this, I've said it months ago, but I truly believe this is not a legitimate government that we're living in. I think it's a criminal cabal posing as a government because there are two different forms of justice or two different forms of law because you see i mean if you are in power in the inner circle or the what they call the elite or whatever that's called but what's going on with with Hunter Biden with Joe Biden with Joe Biden's brother with the Clintons with i mean you the Pelosi's you're talking insider trading to the to, to the max With with the Pelosi's, you've got the, I mean, just sex trafficking and pedophilia and and fraud and and money laundering and pay for play and all this other stuff with the Bidens, but they're in the political party in power. And I think the one thing that drives me crazy is you've got Trump out there saying that if the Republicans win, he'll run. You have the Republicans saying that if they overtake, they take the House and the Senate, they're going to investigate. They need to do it now. They need. They, they. don't need to do it if it's not if. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Did he actually say that if if the Republicans win, then he'll run. Mm-hmm. If not, he won't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which so what, I don't. Why would that be? Well, because if you, if the Democrats hold power, they're just going to impeach him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I
0: mean, they're, they're, it's going to go crazy. But I, I think I think you're just seeing like some like spiritual warfare in in its greatest sense and capacity and just you know beyond measure. Because even I can't remember who who was on there that said it the other. Oh, Tucker Carlson, he was out in in Iowa. I I listened to this on Steve Dace, and Steve Dace was out there in his speech, and Tucker Carlson said, "There's so much going on in the world, and there's so many things that the you know the radical left is doing that doesn't benefit them, but they're still doing it." And and his exact quote was, "There has to be a spiritual under undercurrent." for what's going on as far as an evil demonic undercurrent, because it doesn't politically benefit them to do that.
1: Now, how do you say it doesn't politically benefit them? Like, like on what topic? Because what I'm seeing so much of right now is this switch from fossil fuels to whatever, um,
0: solar. I think I'm talking about like having, having guys compete in girls sports openly wanting to put, pornographic and, and um, just transgender and all this other stuff in schools. Um, right. had, I mean, getting the military t- today, the the Navy or the the Air Force, one of the two had like some drag drag queen show or something like that. I mean, on taxpayer dollars. And, but you're
1: not making the connection. You're not seeing, you're not seeing where that, where that fits into some sort of a plan. But is that because maybe you're looking at it from such a uh, national level and not a global level. Because when you think about if you wanted to destabilize a nation, how would you do it? Would you not like just basically destroy the military with all this gender crap? And would you not like give everybody a new pronoun and and nobody knows what a woman is and all that type of stuff? I mean you can you can start eroding a nation from inside. And the ultimate form of warfare is if you could Take over your enemy or take over their country and never fire a shot, that would be the ultimate way to do it. And they're I don't want to say they, I always use this term they, but it's either, I don't know, China or you know, groups of elites that that basically do not like the American ideal. And basically the American ideal is freedom, you know, power to the people, that type of thing, decentralized government for the most part, or states' rights, federalism. Versus centralized power. And that's really what kind of what it comes down to. You either like what the founders put in place, a very structured checks and balances for the government, where the government stays in check, but the people have all the power, or you like a handful of people to be the central planners of everything. And it really kind of comes down to those two ideologies. So if, say, Joe Biden or AOC or whoever it is that's out there Pushing all these different crazy things, and it doesn't make any sense to you. Certainly, it doesn't make sense on a national level, but does it make sense on a global level?
0: Well, I mean that's that's a good point, but I think what we're seeing on a global level is that like in in the Netherlands, and in a couple other places in Europe, they they're, they're they're trying to do this whole global uh, climate deal where they're reducing fertilizer by thirty percent, and the farmers are out there revolting. But again, when you've got, you know, Vanguard and BlackRock, which those two companies own probably between 90 to 95% of every company you've ever heard of, whether it's Disney, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's, um, you know, Morgan Stanley. I mean, any of that, they, th- those two companies own 90% of everything in the entire world, which they also own all the news conglomerates. So everything's under one. So here's the here's here's the crazy thing with that. You have one company that owns Pfizer and Fox News and MSNBC and CBS. Do you think they're ever going to have a like a legitimate investigation of what's going on in this stuff? They're, no, they're, that's why when we not. say they,
1: we say they. That's their pronoun. They.
0: They are they. They're the they. Yeah.
1: They're who we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and, and th- that's, that's true. What make
1: at the global
0: level. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, it's, it's the destabilization. It's the, the weakening. It's the just, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's taking what we've always grew up with, what we've always trusted, what we've always known. And it's just completely turning it 180. Did you ever see the thing? What is a woman? Did you ever see that documentary?
1: I didn't know. All I saw was clips and bits and pieces of it, it because I'm not subscribed yet.
0: To- I, I've seen it. I've seen it twice. It's it's absolutely like your jaw just stays down the entire time. It's it's crazy because no one can answer that question with it within this within within that agenda. They can't answer that. And It's the same thing. They they can't answer anything. They just go by, you know, what they feel and 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 just just uh, you know this random entitlement mentality of of you know, of that sort. and But I I agree. I think when you go back and you look at one of the most powerful nation states that's ever existed, it's Rome. And I've said this term on, on, on here multiple times, but they relied on bread and circus. That's what they said, bread and circus, bread and circus. And what bread and circus still means is they had the Roman Colosseums, they'd give you wine and as much wine, as much bread as you can ever have. You go in the Colosseum and it's just, it's It's unlimited. It's it's like the welfare system here. Whatever you want, here, take it. And the circus is entertainment. So here's the gladiator fights. Here's you know, whatever's going on in there. So you take that and you you move that to modern day, and you've got the EBT cards, they're paying everybody in the and you know, to do whatever you want. Just you know, keep your belly full, do whatever, like that. Because you're because hungry people will revolt, but people that are just kind of pacified won't. And then here's the circus, whether it's the NBA, the NFL you know, what's going on with the Kardashians or whatever else like that. So we're going to keep people entertained, whether it's your, you know, your phone and, you know, TikTok or Twitter or Facebook, whatever. So we're going to keep people fed and entertained, and they're not going to understand what's going on back here. Well, we're giving 40 billion and 50 billion and, you know, 60 billion, all this other stuff to the third most corrupt country in the world, which is Ukraine. Nothing's going on over there other than complete money laundering but the fact is is the masses that's what they said the masses are asses the masses truly are just sitting back with bread and circus entertained while all everything just is is eroding underneath them and it's and it's absolutely crazy and again I think it it's truly going back to a, you know in in a sense spiritual spiritual warfare but people are thinking and i and I think that's the one thing i want to reiterate from my point of view is that if the Republicans take the House, if the Republicans take the Senate, they've proven time and time again that when they're in power, they don't do anything. They capitulate because to me, the difference between a Republican and a Democrat is just the color of their name, red or blue, because they're all paid by the same people. The lobbyists get in there and do what they, what they do. Like you said, Ted Cruz. He I mean I was hopeful in certain situations and then he capitulates back to a couple other things. All these people do it. I mean every, it's 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 so crazy to put your trust in a politician because every single one of them will let you down. I was a huge fan of Donald Trump, he let me down. DeSantis, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but all these other people they'll let they, they truly let you down. So to think that we're going to solve the situation we're in right now through political means other than essentially national revival or coming back to a spiritual solution and a spiritual connection with our creator is asinine it's just it's we're it, it's just not going to happen
2: well it is and if you if you take it to a global level like we're talking about You know, Satan is the ruler of this world right now, and it's his kingdom, and everything that we're witnessing, from the homosexuality to the transgender to the government playing the role of the father in the household, it's all anti-God. It's all, everything is an attack on God's way and God's creation and his design, and as much as we want to fight it there is going to be a one world global system it's written in the book so it's going to happen and all the global warming people or climate change people yes you're right too the the world is going to be destroyed by a really hot fire it's Mm -hmm. in the book revelations you can look it up but um you know this is all it's all and and the farming and and you know i believe covid this is of course what we've been talking about for a second but I believe that they're, they're preparing for it. They're they're getting ready for a socialist, global, some sort of setup. Because if you look at what COVID originally attacked, it was the old and the weak. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to build a socialist, global uh, government, you have to take care of your people. Well, the old and the weak are your highest expense.
0: Well, they and, and they actually deem them useless eaters.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there you've got a disease that's or a virus that's spe- spe- uh, specifically going after, you know, age groups and and uh, compromised hearts, lungs, et cetera. And now they're going after food. You know, you got China coming in here and buying up farmland in Texas and all in the Midwest. Yeah. And now all of a sudden the, the attack on fertilizer. And I mean, it's, it's insane, but it's not. It's, it's all,
1: weren't you telling me that they were paying people around Georgia
0: to not farm certain things? Not, I mean, not just around Georgia. I mean, the Midwest, I mean, soybeans, they were paying them to, you know, mow down hundreds of thousands of acres because they have to control supply and demand. They have to control the price. I mean, when you have, you know, even corn and ethanol and that kind of thing, I mean, I mean, here's, here's the thing too, is the, the Biden administration actually increased the amount of ethanol they're going to put in fuel. And think of what that is because their whole goal is to eliminate the internal combustion engine. And what I mean, both of you know, you know, in mechanical equipment, what do you not want to put in mechanical equipment to gunk up your engine? Death fluid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ethanol. So now you're doubling the amount that's allowed so what's that going to do? It's going to reduce the, the life of that engine. I mean, I always put, you know, I have a diesel that I drive, but in all of my other, you know, equipment I have lawnmowers and the the Jeep and the mopeds and all the other stuff, I, I do ethanol free because I that makes it last. But you know, the people they have no clue and they have no understanding of what that is. And so you're you know you're creating that scarcity, you're create creating that supply and demand by paying people not to. To grow that, so that way the price increases. I mean, he said it from you know from day one. That's the intent of of what they want to do, and it's just to me, it's mind blowing that. And and again, they will go as far as we will let them if we don't push back. If we don't say no, I mean, they're going to come to a head here
1: soon. Because I mean, maybe by this fall, certainly by the winter. You think about this even globally, but. Know even considered us nationally. By this fall, I mean I really do think either food prices are going to go through the roof, or mm-hmm. there's going to be food shortages. Certainly, food shortages in certain parts of the world. Um, that's when it all start hitting. Uh, so you're talking about bread and circus. Well, the bread part of that equation might start getting pretty scarce.
0: So- yeah, I mean you've got all these, you know these these food factories and processing facilities burning down. You, you know you've you've got you know fuel supply and supply chain issues that are going i mean as far as just the processing facilities are are one thing but getting whatever you're trying to 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 process from either the farm to that facility back to the you know the distribution center you can't do it without fossil fuels i'm sorry i mean we, we, you, did you see the the ford electric truck you know on one charge you know how far it goes? I have no idea. 85 miles. Nice. <laughs> so I mean again you you have you have that situation they're pushing 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 for this and then our electric grid they're not even close to, to to having the capacity for everyone to have an electric vehicle and and make that happen. But there was another guy that took his uh his Tesla on like an 1800 mile trip. And he said he spent more time either waiting in line to charge and or charging than he did driving on the interstate. So I think what I I truly think the whole agenda in this thing is is to make people stay within their local communities to impede uh, free travel and to you know to 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 kind of suppress what's going on. And when the whole thing happened with Ukraine. Remember everyone was t- tweeting, you know, back before Elon Musk, you know, put his bid in for Twitter and then he was like, you know, the demon, which again, I was right. I said there was less than a 10% chance that that deal goes through and and it's looking like that I was pretty, pretty much right on that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I think, you know, what, you know, what we have in the whole, that whole EV market, which even the government is now mandating by a certain you know, year that all government vehicles going to be EV. It, it it it. When you actually look at it, it blows your mind. Because I mean, I've seen I've seen two or three pictures this last week of landfills with um, these tur- these windmill blades. They can't recycle those. They're not uh, sustainable. They sit in a landfill. And when you look at um, like the solar panels, I mean. Th- in Florida, probably on the way to where y'all are right now, you probably passed thousands of acres, hundreds of acres of just solar. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is if you don't clean those or if it gets too hot, they don't produce the energy that it's needed. And number one, they they produce way, way way less energy than you think. And so, I mean, this whole thing is it's it's a dog and pony show. It's a sham. It's all it is is for control. It's for tax credits for big corporations.
1: Well, it's a transfer of wealth. For sure. It truly
0: is. It's it's a complete one hundred percent disaster. And to me, I'm for I'm for everything. Like I've always been for stuff that helps the environment. Just because I, I love to hunt, I love to go out in the environment, I love to do all this stuff. This stuff is just it's bull butter. It's 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 hundred percent. It's 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 the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And the people that actually believe this stuff. I, 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 there's well, nothing that, well, that's for that's what yet. I
1: was saying. Do you, do you honestly believe, I guess there's a massive amount of people that probably just are so ignorant. They don't know, you know, the reality of this thing, but it's so stupid. So think about this. All of the um, solar panels and all the technology, green energy technology that's out there right now, in use, right this very second. What's going to happen when, say, fast forward 10 years from now and there's all brand new technology that makes this stuff look like like iPhone 1 or the flip phones? Do you think anybody even cares? They're just going to discard it, just like they do everything here in America. They just discard it. So, I mean, I guarantee you, you could probably open up some drawers around your house or in your office, and you'll find all kind of old technology that you, can just, you can't even do anything with. Nobody wants it. You're not going to recycle it. You're not going to repurpose it. Okay, maybe there's a couple little rare elements and there's some tin or something like that but you're not going to do anything with it. It's just going to go mm-hmm. in a landfill. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much of this, you know, current technology, all these people putting solar panels on their roof. Well, when that's done and it's run at it cycle and that's old technology, it becomes garbage. I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Well, I, you see this right here? I, no, I can't see it. I can't I see can't it. It's, uh, this was something I saw the other day. It said, this man invented a water-powered car, then died mysteriously. Imagine that. Stan Meyer invented... And I have this because I I like to to research some of this stuff. And I remember when I was in high school, this this actually happened. This guy lived near Tampa. And Stan Meyer invented a water-powered car. Unfortunately, though, he died not long after being offered $1 billion. This was in like 1995, 1996, from an unknown man in Saudi Arabia. Despite skepticism about the legitimacy of a car that runs on water, Meyer was able to patent his invention under Section 101 of the Subject Matter Eligibility Index, meaning he proved to a patent review board that his invention worked reliably. You can't, I mean, you can't make the, I I remember the the hydrogen-powered car, the water-powered car, all these other technologies that were were there. You look at what Tesla did back in the early 1900s with wireless electricity. These things are bought, they're, they're, they're shelved, and like standard oil. And again, that's why we talk about, we talked about prohibition. You know, Prohibition had nothing to do with the consumption of alcohol. Prohibition had everything to do with eliminating, creating um, ethanol from corn, soybeans, whatever you have, because all the cars before them was, were powered with ethanol, like diesel. Rudolph Diesel invented the diesel engine to run off a of biodiesel from soybeans. He mysteriously died. Look that up. Like I said, don't believe me in these things. Look it up. But he mysteriously died on a ship coming over to America and then... Essentially, once prohibition happened, then everything was moved over from ethanol to petroleum. Standard oil, the Rockefellers made a vast fortune. And then once they had all their petroleum and and petro and all the the filling stations, they called them back then, prohibition was mysteriously repealed and everyone went back to, you know, getting drunk and all this other good stuff. So, uh, but again, you have technology that you know, was was clearly created. Rudolph Diesel said, he, I want the power to be within the hands of the farmers. That's why he created the diesel engine to run off a of biodiesel. You still have biodiesel that can run. There was, there was a documentary I watched that you can have um, algae growing on the top of like water treatment facilities and you can take the algae on a daily basis and, and kind of like squeeze the oil out of it and create uh, like a diesel or a or type of ethanol from that. And you can have an endless supply of that, but they don't want that because they don't make the money from that. And so again, water power car- cars, you know, biodiesel, all these other technologies, they don't make money. But then when you look at you know the amount of money we're spending on solar power and wind power and all this other stuff that does not pr- I mean, when it gets cold in Texas and freezes the the turbines stop <laughs> and and Texas dies essentially. I mean, there's a lot of people that died at that point. But what's the cleanest most reliable power there is. It's nuclear.
1: Yeah, yeah right.
0: And y- w- nuclear power is the greatest source that you have, but th- when's the last time a nuclear power plant was ever built in the United States? It was like the I 70s. Yeah,
1: But I think, is not uh, Is Europe going back to nuclear now?
0: Not that I know mm-hmm.
1: of. Oh, okay. I thought they were but they are going back to something because winter's coming and they're not ready for that. Well,
0: there was a, there was a city in Germany. I read natural gas. And natural
1: our, gas going back to yeah I
0: read an article the other day in in two different cities in Germany they were eliminating warm water so you have to take cold showers they were turning the electricity off you cannot heat your house past 68 degrees it was it's crazy it's it's crazy what they're what they're doing and so I think they're just it's a slow step and like I was telling someone the other day it's like you're pushing three steps forward so you're 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 on like the aggressive move. But then you take one step back and and society's like, okay, well, they're, they're giving in a little bit. Cool. Here's where we are. But you know where they're at? Essentially they're two steps forward, right? They advance two steps forward. And I think that's where we're at after COVID, after the lockdowns, after everything that's happened, they're two steps forward. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way the pendulum swings anymore.
2: Well, how many, uh, you know, speaking of solar, how many, um solar fields that we see between Georgia and Alabama. Oh, tons. That were just destroyed.
1: They they cut down all the trees. and here's all the tree hookers. They leveled <laughs> forests for that, which you know you're seeing that everywhere in Florida. But surprisingly all through Georgia as well. And then next thing we know we go by, we thought it was gonna be a development or a golf course or something. It's all solar.
2: Yeah, and then Hurricane Michael hit the Panhandle and went up through Georgia and Alabama and flipped them all over up upside down, and they were producing zero electricity and cost you know millions of dollars to repair.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, I have a friend that works for he's an engineer for a couple major power companies, and he, I guess there's an A phase, B phase, and C phase on your on your power lines that run down down the road, and he said you know, cause I was asking about the solar fields because between here and Sarasota, he does a lot of work out there as far as, like I said, the engineering work. So I was asking, I said, well, cause there used to be down off of like 62, there used to be a bunch of tomato fields and strawberry fields and all that other stuff. Now it's all solar. And I asked okay. him, I said, so how much are they, how much are they really getting as far as power from that? And he looked, he's like, you're not, gonna believe this. He goes, nothing. And I said, for real? I said, that doesn't go back into the grid. He goes, only if the C phase power is lacking in that area where they use that to balance it. Otherwise, it just goes into thin air, but the meter runs and whatever company is buying their solar or their uh, carbon credits is getting the credit for that. So essentially, that whole thing is a, a, a social virtue signaling like entity in a in a sense out there in a field that could be producing you know jobs and produce and all this other stuff, but now it's sitting there, not even really doing anything, but then when the day comes that those go to like zero percent efficiency, well basically of what it's doing now it can it can it can actually stay there and have zero percent efficiency and they can just continue the thing, but for that little wheel to turn as far as your electrical output um they can't recycle that stuff. I mean, that stuff goes into landfills. And like you said, a lot of these other places that are forested on I-75 in between Cordeal and Perry, there at Georgia, there's a there was a monster, you know, just a ton of woods. It's all cut down now, and it's all these solar fields. That's but, what we were talking about. That, that's the exact same spot you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've watched that because I have a house up there that's close to there, and I've watched that whole time. I mean, you're talking hundreds of acres of woods cut down to put these, uh, and it's, it's all about money. It's all about the landowner getting rich, making a deal with some politician that probably orchestrated the deal with another green company that's, uh, you know, giving information to somebody and probably giving a kickback all the way to the federal government with, you know, that that whole thing with, uh, you remember, was it Solyntra that Obama yeah. did? it so, so, went bankrupt. Yeah, it was like $800 billion and they didn't produce one
1: no, kilowatt. No, that's, that's just... That's just another form of these shell corporations that they make Mm
0: -hmm. and all
1: that money went in there, got divided up into, this is that transfer of wealth we were just talking about. Yep. And, and these certain people that are in this kind of green economy, there's a lot, you you say, you say those solar fields aren't doing anything. They definitely are. They're like little ATM machines, print money for the people that are associated with the green economy. Yeah. And that's, that's all this is all this climate change stuff all the way back to Al Gore and probably before him, it's just green business. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. They're they're getting wealthy. They don't believe in the ideal because if they did, they wouldn't buy houses right on the coast. If they think that the sea levels are going to (laughs) rise so high, you know, and they're talking about 12 years before we're all dead. They've been saying that for what the past 30 years.
2: Well,
1: that's
0: AOC.
2: No, change. Al Gore said it too. No, AOC, and she believes it. <laughs> well, she might.
0: Yeah, there was there was actually right. speaking of that. There was an article that I read yesterday that she was going to try to destroy all air travel, domestic or I mean not domestic and international as far as passenger air travel. But the fact of the matter is, well, you say good for her, but the, remember when the no 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 remember I didn't say good
1: for her I said except for her yeah
0: except for her and and the elites. But remember the the crazy thing is. Is remember when the Green New Deal was first uh, introduced? We all laughed at it. It's actually it's actually being like played out right now. So I mean, well, if, if but, but f- that goes to the whole thing where you know with AOC
1: we don't give her any credibility because she's so goofy. She's like you know the the teenager sitting over there on TikTok. But in all reality, these people are getting traction, and we we've said you know before, or people said before, Donald Trump could never win. And we'd say, well, AOC could never win presidency. But if she ran, she might she might get some traction.
0: Well honestly. They had a poll today that's that showed if Donald Trump and Joe Biden ran today, Donald Trump will win by six points. Six points. Who the heck would vote for that senile
2: a, pedophile. I just don't get it. It's, it's all a show. That all the polls. That's all a show. This is my theory on this. I I honestly believe the reason that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are our president and vice president right now is because they planned to steal an election, and they ran out somebody that nobody would vote for. They ran out somebody that they that were completely disposable, because yep. if if they lost, no big deal, right? I don't believe there's going to be a, a fair election in this country ever again.
0: I agree with you on that.
2: I think it was a show. They, they figured out how to steal it. I mean, come on, 81 million votes. I've seen two Joe Biden hats in the last two years. Both of them. It's the same Sam's club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. A lot
2: of Brandon, Brandon Brandon's yeah, a lot of Brandon signs.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, th- I think what they did is, they said, "Let's see what we can do." And the fact of the matter is, is they did it. It was pretty blatant. It was pretty obvious. And again, re- the Republicans republic republican it. I think we should make that a term. They repub- republicaned it because the amount of of testosterone in the Republican Party can be measured like in a a communion cup. The the women within the Republican Party, have more estrogen than the men in the Republican Party. I've never seen a a more weak, just, I mean, we've talked about that before. I mean, you've got a couple women in that party that are just the dominant leaders. And if the men would just learn from them and step up and fight. But you know what? They go up there to pad themselves and for their own self-interests. And that's how they get bought. And and that's what they do, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, you got two thousand mules out. You've got just evidence of, I mean, the, heck, the Wisconsin Supreme Court deemed that the the uh, drop boxes were illegal. That should have nullified every val- validated vote in that in 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 that whole state. But that doesn't happen. You look at what's happened in Arizona, and you look at what happens in Georgia. You look what happens in that. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if, if, if it was if it was a flip script, if the Democrats got cheated out of an election, man, they would be just balls to the wall going crazy about this, even if they didn't have the media on their side. Now, of course, they would have the media on their side and it would do whatever, but they would fight. They would go out there and they would do what they could to do it. But what do Republicans right. do? Oh, 2024, we're going to do this. What, you know what's going to happen in 2024? The same dang thing. Insanity is trying to do the same thing but get a different result. Republicans are just absorbing and living in the world of insanity.
2: I have a lady in my church that was a monitor in Michigan when they literally kicked the monitors out, taped the windows up with the paper, and would not let them back in. And she literally watched cartfuls of boxes of ballots coming in. And there was nothing that they could do. They wouldn't let them back in there. They had security blocking them out. They taped the windows over just what you saw on TV. But this lady was there and she was a monitor for the Republican Party in that room when it happened.
0: Wow. I mean, I I remember election night. I was I and again, I I can't watch mainstream news. And so I, I remember watching the blaze. And and when you talk about Michigan, that's why I brought it up because it was it was the Blaze live coverage of election night. And Steve Dace, who's from Michigan, was, you know, doing live election night coverage. And he, you know, he knew the, the counties, the cities. He was, you know, back uh, against Trump. He was Ted Cruz's campaign manager. So the guy knew, you know, what he was doing in politics. And I remember him calling Michigan and say, yeah, Trump's gonna easily win this. Look at this county, this county, this county. And then all of a sudden, all these things come in. He's like, this is not something's weird here. this is not right, and so he's calling that seeing the live data in real time juxtaposed with what you're saying of all these people wheeling this stuff in, and it was there i mean it was it was completely they had all this stuff probably in trucks, Trump won by a massive amount, and they just had to keep wheeling this stuff in. I mean, you got water pipes bursting in bursting in Georgia and then bringing suitcases and pulling suitcases out from under the under the table you have in Pennsylvania you've got UPS and and postal drivers under um you know under oath under like punishment of perjury or something like that testifying that they you know drove trucks with ballots from one state to the other and you've got all this other stuff i mean it was it was clearly i mean you know in the, in the ballot box stuffing there's videos of it <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what, I'll tell you but
0: what, no I'll, one does anything about it. And and yeah, I'll but, say this but, again. They will keep doing this until people say no. And again, if no one says no, they're going to keep doing it. But
1: what did not help was Mike Lindell's little stunt where he tried to, he goes, I've got the proof. And he he's going to reveal the proof and all that type of stuff. And he did this whole big convention and brought everybody in, brought all the media in, and they showed all this data flipping on the screen. It looked all flashy. And then they were like, okay, well, help us understand. What is the proof? Well, you don't see it right there. Data whopping up and down on the thing. Yeah. They were like, and then they questioned, and he goes, well, I'm not an expert in any of this. And so they tried to pin some experts down, and nobody would could explain it. And it was just a crap show. Well,
0: the problem is the experts that they, they brought in were, you know, bought and paid for experts. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is he got IP addresses from that night you know coming from a lot of different countries that were like hacking into the dominion voting systems and changing changing the the votes i mean they actually had proof that one vote for donald trump equaled point six votes and one vote for the former vice president was one point i don't know three something votes so it was actually i mean and dominion's own logo shows like, like a voting machine and it has a paper going in that's red and coming out blue. I mean, they're, 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 it's, they're hiding it in, in plain sight. And so Mike, here, here's the thing is remember when we had a podcast back before and I'm like, if anyone knows Mike Lindell, I'll help him because the production, all that stuff is horrible. But I watched some of the, the data. And if you're, I mean, I'm not a data nerd but I can understand enough of it to where I I understood enough that he said they were, the those machines were infiltrated by IP addresses from other countries which that's 100% true then you get the flatbacker um, you know the the you know uh, Kamala over there testifying in the Senate when she was a senator saying, you know, talking about the, the lack of integrity of Dominion voting systems and these things can be hacked. I mean, it's I mean, it's in Senate testimony. I mean, they're 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 super, super vulnerable. And you have a lot of these other election experts that say if we just brought a thumb drive with a script on it and we plugged it into this thing, we could we could rig the whole thing the whole way. And so I. The
1: dad, but Mike Lindell had had a captive audience. He did. And make a big stink about it. And he just lent more credibility to the other side because yeah he made it it was a joke
0: well I think he had I, I I truly think he had a lot of evidence to show but again his production value and and quality based on you know even the him trying to release his his social network and his show that he it's it just it's not to anything that anyone's used to but I truly believe he worked with people that had had enough evidence to at least question it that, hey, you know what? There's a lot of irregularities in here. Well, we should at least look at this. But, you know, you have, you know, big media and that kind of thing, gaslighting, everyone saying, just trying to make fun of as much as possible. And I think he walked into that trap. I really do.
1: I mean, but the thing about it is I'm, I was watching enough of it, wanting to just, just give me something, give me something. And he just, it was, it was, it was a, it was a bomb. And then. Going back to that. So, I mean, this is where I think the Republican Party just sabotages themselves. And this is why I literally do not want Donald Trump to run again, is because he just can't control himself. If and this is going to be like magnified this time if he runs. The media has already got, you know, plenty of years of practice trashing this man and destroying him or trying to. And they know that he'll take the bait every single time. And so that's why it's so unnerving for me. And then you get say a potential really great candidate like DeSantis. He shows up. Do you think Donald Trump could not that could he could embrace him and say, Hey, look, you know, you're kind of coming in on my coattails. I kick the door in, but you're the sniper. You come in and you're the sharpshooter, and you you have everything kind of tight and precise, but I kick the door in. So okay, we'll give you the credit, Donald Trump, for kicking the door in. And and kind of exposing the swamp. He couldn't drain it, but he could expose it. And now here comes DeSantis. Trump's going to, his ego will not let him not try to go after DeSantis or give him some stupid nickname or something like that. And it's just, it just sabotages himself because he's so egotistical. It's all about him. That's
2: my opinion. I don't want Ron DeSantis to run for president because they've got it rigged. He's going to lose and we're going to lose a great governor.
0: That happened to yeah, I I I'm with you on that, and um, I obviously was 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 very. I th- I think you have to divide Trump's presidency into pre-COVID and post-COVID. I think there was a a, a drastic shift at that point in his judgment. He got baited into keeping people around that he knew he shouldn't have kept around. And his decision-making, as far as his instincts, were as bad as they've ever been by keeping Burks and Fauci and all these other people there. And and basically, he's the one that initiated all this transfer of wealth as far as the trillions of dollars back to the people. But it wasn't really back to the people, only like 20%, if not less than that, was back to the people. Everything else went out to these big corporations. And so that's what kind of still to this day I, I kind of question whether he was a you know part of the whole the whole show or not, but um, I mean he did a lot of really good things. Don't get me wrong, but the amount of people that were on the you know council of foreign relations and all these other things that he you know put into into positions of power really are disappointing. Now, DeSantis's alliance with you know Israel and that kind of thing is is very concerning to me, because you've got how many people of Congress in the Senate that are dual citizens between the United States and Israel. I think there's something that people need to really in- investigate and do their own research on on that because you should not be a dual citizen if you're an elected official to any other country. I don't care if it's Israel or not, and um, and and so that to me that's concerning because I know you know DeSantis is very pro. Israel and that kind of thing, um, and again, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But when you look at what the root of all this is, and and I Meme mean, Joe, you've watched the whole thing on the Kabbalah and the Kabbalists, and you know the the Satanic Luciferians that essentially Jesus in Revelations called the Synagogue of Satan. You say you're Jews, but you're not. You're the Synagogue of Satan, and I think that's who we're are we're, we're truly up against. I think we're truly against that force, and I'm um, I don't I would I would love to have if it was a. it was a free and fair election, meaning if if we eliminated electronic voting and you had to identify who you were as a U.S. citizen and to vote on a piece of paper, DeSantis would win in a complete landslide without a without a shadow of a doubt. I think that he actually is it would be close to being able to to win in a primary against Trump. But from what I read today, he said, if Trump enters the ring, he's not going to he's not going to run, which that pushes him out to 2028. Um, You're at that point. I'm not sure what Gavin Newsom would do because he came to the White House while uh, the former vice president was over in somewhere over in Europe and that kind of thing. So I'm not sure if there's a scheme or there's a plan to eliminate Biden. And I know we talked about this the other night. But to eliminate Biden and have the flatbacker become president, and then bring in Newsom, and then kind of have him run in twenty twenty four. There's a lot of schemes and conniving going on there. But um, that's on their side. But on this side, I don't want Trump to want to run. I really don't. I think that uh, I think DeSantis is the optimal candidate at this point in the sense of. I'm not sure that I'm voting as much for Republican versus Democrat as I'm voting for freedom versus tyranny. And I think a lot of people after this whole, you know, COVID sham and everything that's happened like that are really seeing for what it is. It's freedom versus tyranny. You look at the states, you look at the the great relocation, they call it. People move from California to Texas, from New York to to Florida, probably from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, all these other places to Florida. It's, 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 it truly is the great relocation and people are flocking to freedom. They're not flocking to anything else. And we're not seeing a bunch of people move from Florida anywhere else. This place is getting overrun. It's getting overrun because of freedom. And so I really, truly hope that that's brought back to the national level.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and on a global level, like I said, I just feel like Ron DeSantis he can, he can understand that part as well, as, as well as Trump did. As far as his connection to Israel and that type of stuff, I, I don't know much about that or the Kabbalist type stuff, whatever. I mean, I, I'm pretty much pro-Israel in a lot of sense. Uh, I think that that's a great ally over there as well as, you know, the fact how we deal with other countries in the Middle East. I've traveled a lot to the Middle East and I got to tell you, I don't think, Most of the people over there uh, are are what we'd see. What we just talked about—you watch Fox News or something like that—and they'll make you think that everybody over there is just waking up in the morning and coming outside and talking about some death to America. It's not. It's not that way at all. And the more you travel, the more you realize that most people are pretty similar. Uh, So I think there's a lot of ginned up um, angst between different countries in the Middle East even Israel and that type of stuff and America because the military-industrial complex is kind of like that green economy we just talked about it's a money maker so I don't buy into any of that type of stuff I, I just kind of sit back and, and watch but I do totally agree with what you're saying about um, you know freedom and the you know, basic tyranny versus you know the freedom of, of movement the freedom of thought um, kind of what we have what the idealistic America typically is, what the constitution was all about. And if somebody supports that, I'm support them, but I don't support this globalist uh, tyranny. And and this is, you know, centralized planning and all that type of stuff. Uh, I I don't like any of that.
0: Uh,
1: Do y'all, do y'all have monkeypox? Uh, No. And uh, you cannot play that video. (laughs) that that you that you showed (laughs) i have to link to it but could i play that it will be Uh, terrible um i but i'll tell you there was something that i was watching um tim cast on tim pool and they were talking about it but the one thing that that was the thing i was trying to remember isn't it ironic that right after june happens which is pride month that all of a sudden now there's massive outbreaks of monkeypox is that is that coincidence I don't think
0: it's coincidence. I know there's, there's probably one way to get monkeypox, pox and um, I think everybody pretty much knows what that way is. <laughs> so, yeah. The fact that they're trying to push it and have everybody um, get inoculated for that too, is just how absolutely out of touch they are. And, and
1: pretty safe in that area if that's how you get it.
0: Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, the, that's the case there. Um, last question is i know this is a big deal for freedom loving people at that point but the the house passed the assault weapons which it's not an assault weapon but the assault weapons ban what do y'all think about that and do you think it's going to pass the senate
2: that's definitely a ceo question right there (laughs) i'm not real up to speed with it right now but um what what exactly tell me a little bit about the bill
0: they just wanted to pass – Uh, they, they did. The House passed a assault weapons ban on anything that's kind of like a um, kind of AK, common common weapon. It actually passed the House. It's going to go to the Senate. I don't think the Senate has the votes for it other than um, POS is like Mitt Romney and that kind of thing, which would probably vote for it. But I just think well, we're we- in a really, really slippery slope when we come to – I mean – The founding fathers were pretty clear that those rights should not be um, impeded and and infringed on. And here's something I want to be very clear on when it comes to the Second Amendment is a lot of people say, well, you don't need an assault rifle, which is not an assault rifle. It's a semi-automatic rifle. And um, they say, well, you don't need that for hunting. Well, you're exactly right. And they're like, what do you need it for? And I quote what the founding fathers said is a well armed and established militia to protect yourselves from a tyrannical government. That's why we need the Second Amendment. That's why they are wanting to pass the assault weapons ban to make us like Australia. Because when you don't have the right to bear arms and defend yourself from a tyrannical government, not just criminals, the criminals in the government, then you don't really have rights. And so Yes, you need to protect yourself from a tyrannical government, and that's where we're we are now.
2: So is this ban is this thing that passed the house, is it based on the looks of the of the gun or just how many like Browns capacity or
0: well they've already had like the the capacity capacity ban, but um well back in the day and they've passed the bump stock thing, which again, that stuff happened under Donald Trump and the red flag laws happened under Donald Trump, which basically means if they have just a suspicion that you have that they can take your guns away, then you, you have to go to court to petition for them back and to prove your innocence, which is the most asinine thing I've ever seen or heard. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think what it is, is, is it's basically kind of going back to the Clinton era with the assault weapons ban back then. It's kind of reintroducing you know, that bill and, um, you know, passing, you know, high capacity or any semi-automatic, um, assault looking weapons.
2: So, yeah, so it is kind of based on look. So, yeah. So your Ruger mini 14, which is two, two, three, same round as your AR 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you can buy 30, 30 round mags for it as well, but it doesn't, it looks like a hunting rifle. It doesn't yep. identify as a <laughs> assault rifle. Right. Right. But it is uh same gun, different, different. But you could make it look that way. You could, you could transfer a mini 14, put some different uh, furniture on it and make it look, you know, much more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, that's definitely a slippery slope. And I, you know, personally, I've got probably 50 or 60 guns in the house. Many of them are semi-automatic and, and, some identification or another but um but we
1: talked about this uh the other day and the fact that we're basically being led by idiots so you remember that i don't know if i showed it to you or not but the congressman that was just the democrat congressman that was swearing up and down that that little arm strap that are on like you know for if you have a pistol they're like a um
0: yeah. 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 That was, Cic- I think it was Sicilini Cic- or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically it's just, a, all it is is just an arm brace because yeah. you're not allowed to have a stock, mm-hmm. you know, so, so like on a AR style pistol, you're not allowed to have a stock um, and, the, and you're not even allowed to put it up to your shoulder. Yeah. But the key to, for you to fire it, there's that arm brace that straps on there <laughs> and it can be used for, you know, maybe even handicapped people or something like that as well several different uses for it, but it's not a bump stock. This cat kept going on and on and on saying, well, it functions just like a bump stock because it helps you uh, fire it in a more automatic type way. And, and I forgot who it was, it was Jim Jordan or some other congressman that kept blasting him going. That is absolutely not true. And the guy would not relent. The, the Democrat would not relent. He just kept on and on and on saying it is, it is a butt stock. It is a butt stock. It functions just like a butt stock. Bump stock. And this is, these are the people that are passing laws on guns. They know nothing about them.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah. That, um, I'm looking it up now. I can't remember his name, but that was, uh, oh, Thomas Massey, Thomas yeah. Massey from Kentucky. I, I, I watched that clip and that was interesting. But, but to me, I, I legitimately think they get on there and say, go out there on the on the floor of the house tell people that that w- is going to recoil and act like a bump stock no matter what proof they have on the other side no matter the facts that they bring do not relent do not just give up any ground say that's going to always function like a bump stock that's what they do now i watched that video and that guy's just stupid he he's truly he, stupid he's truly yeah. stupid yeah i mean i've he's 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 a he's a pawn and like I said, they they give him a marching order and they say, Go out and do this. And he's gonna tell you the sky is green no matter what. It's green. It's truly he did green. No
1: research. He did no research on that. He was he was just dead certain about something that was absolutely yeah. opposite of what he was saying. And and he believed it himself, but he did no research on that, obviously.
2: No, well, that's just the Democrat Party as a whole today. I mean, Biden out there saying the economy's great, you know. Just everything, everything that you know in your everyday life that is not functioning properly. And they're out there screaming from the mountaintops that everything's fine and you're and everything's good and we're doing a great job.
1: And we try to come we try to combat stuff as conservatives. We try to combat everything with information and data, and we can prove it, we can prove that you're wrong and that that type of stuff. And I've heard somebody say, I don't know who who coined this phrase, but they said, you know, the facts, um, like facts don't care about your feelings, but the opposite is true too. When you are relating to say concert, not uh, liberals or, or or I hate to use the word liberals because it's more, just say lefties, their feelings don't care about your facts. Mm -hmm. So you can argue facts all day long and they don't care because they feel a certain way. They they lean more for towards feelings than they do facts, yeah. and the conservatives try to attack everything with facts. Yeah. or just talking two different languages.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, I had a, a friend whose dad always said, "My mind's made up, and I don't want to be confused with the facts." And I think that that's, that's right. pretty much the the today's wacko left, and and I and I mean that with every sincerity. With the wacko left, these people are absolutely crazy, and you ca- you oh. can't share a country with them. You can't do anything with them they are off the reservation. I mean, completely off the reservation. But again, I hope, I mean, we're going to have to win in this. I guess there's two things. Number one is politically, the conservatives are going to have to win by a wide enough margin to prevent fraud because they're going to try fraud. They always try fraud. They're going to probably bring this whole monkeypox or COVID or something else to bring back these you know, ballot boxes and claim voter suppression and all this other stuff they've always, they they always claim. But um I also think we also have to keep our mind at the ball or eye on the ball and understand, you know, like CEO said at the very beginning, that people are searching for something and a political, there, you will never find a political solution to a spiritual problem. And I think that this is more than anything, a spiritual problem. And I think that more than anything, we have to do two things. We have to to you know, act and work like it's all up to us, and pray like it's all up to God. And so, when I say act and work like it's all up to us, get involved. Go to go to go to your local meetings. Um, contact your state representatives. Um, there was a an article today about how many people were writing Governor DeSantis thanking him for freedom, and people that said, "I've never written a politician in my life." And that's what we've always said: that you have to reward certain people and politicians for doing good as much as you criticize them for doing bad. And so I would encourage everybody and heck, run for your your office because I think right now coming up, you know, in 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 central Florida or Polk County where we live, um, the school board, there's a lot of people up for vote. And I think as that goes, you're going to start seeing a cascading cycle of people that are saying, enough is enough. We're not going to put up with this stuff. We're not going to put up with you, you know, teaching our kids that you know, masking is, is okay. And, you know, having these books in there and just it's the the stuff that they're trying to promote and indoctrinate kids with is crazy. And that when you look also look at the numbers of people that are like leaving and fleeing public schools, I think there's, there's a shift going on. And um, it's, it's, it's something that we have to keep, like I said, twist the screws and keep pushing down on this and never relenting because the left is going to relent, and they're going to push as hard as they can, and they're going to they're going to just get behind their lies as much as they could ever get. Like you said with the guy, just claiming that bump stock. I mean, there were you could bring a factual gun expert in there, and he's like, "No, that's not a bump stock." He said, "Yeah, well, it acts just like that. It's the recoil." I mean, they're going to go hard after it, and again, like you said, I don't think we can win this by just presenting the facts because they don't care about facts. It's all about feelings. It's about emotions. It's about all this other stuff. That's why they're doing what they're doing. So, I mean, we have to know your enemy, um, you know, like Rush Limbaugh said, like every inch of his glorious naked body. We have to understand our enemy. We have to understand our opponent. We have to know their every move and we have to beat them at it. And that's kind of what I would kind of leave everyone with. You have to know them and you have to beat them at it.
2: You were saying that you don't you can't have a political answer to a spiritual um, problem. And it reminded me of Romans chapter one verse twenty five and it, and it says that they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. And that is you know, basically saying mm-hmm. in a nutshell that you're you're putting your you're putting your hopes and your dreams in another sinful, natured human and hoping that they're going to come through for you. And, uh, you know, Romans one is a good one, especially towards the end, because yeah. it talks about all the, everything that we're dealing with today, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, that just reminded me of that when you said that.
0: No, that's good. That's you're a hundred percent. Right. And I think that, I mean, I, I know that I've been guilty of that. Um, and I think a, a lot of us are because I mean, we, you know, we want our ideology and our, you know, beliefs and opinions and that kind of thing to go one way. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is we have to, you know, we have to, I guess it's that fine line that we're supposed to walk in love. Or we're all supposed to stand for truth. And I mean, you know, since our last podcast, Roe versus Wade was overturned, and thank God for that. And, um, and again, I don't, I don't think we can sit by and idly just, you know, capitulate to the evil that's going on. And, um, you know, and, and you know, Romans, what was it? what was the verse you read? Romans, 1?
2: Romans one, Romans
0: 25. Yeah, yeah. So I th- I think we have to kind of like, you know, we can't put our faith in like you said the sinful nature that we have. We have to put it in the, you know, the omnipotent, om- omnipresent, perfect, you know, creator that that promised us is the verse I read earlier in John that promised that He overcame the world, and this is what we're at. But but the fact is is we're promised also trials and tribulations we know that that stuff's going to happen and so you know ultimately you know we put our faith in the one who is victorious because if you put your faith in any sinful person or the world or political party they're ultimately going to fail you and not be become victorious and so i mean we can hope and and you know do what we can to make change and to help and serve and you know do what we can for our local community and, and what you know and what we do with that but ultimately within those positions of power, within the influence we have, you know, to bring about the hope that can only be found in the one that will overcome.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, that's great, man. I, I, I certainly appreciate um, you joining us. It was, it was awesome to have you hope you'll do it again. And meme Joe, you have anything else?
1: Nope. Just uh, happy to kind of get back, back to uh, doing this. We're very rusty right now you're right
0: (laughs) i Um, am rusty right now yeah yeah.
1: um yeah it's been a while and like i said life takes over sometimes and uh, but it has been nice also like i said to get a little bit of a break mentally from some of the politics try to keep up with it just enough to know what's going on in the world but at the end of the day keeping our minds fresh keeping our minds you know in a little bit better state of mind than than if you just watch news all the time
0: you know, I'm glad my name is a term for not all quite there, but hey, man, we'll we'll t- we'll take it at this point. There you go. <laughs> well, y'all have a good day. You keep uh, you keep cool tomorrow. I know you're working out there in the sun, and then watch out for Hunter or any laptop photos or anything you see in that room because I mean, that's right. There's a lot of cutting going on, and and who knows what that is, but. Still investigating here. Yeah, still investigating. The FBI is probably in that hotel bearing evidence as we speak because they are yeah. they're the competent <laughs> criminals, aren't they? Right. Yep. Well sounds good. Well we certainly appreciate y'all. It's good to be back and we will check out check with you soon and uh, we'll talk to you soon.